Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, for the gift of your Son, for the transfiguration and the gift of new life given to each of us. Be with us and guide us and help us to be instruments of your love in this world. All this we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. Transfiguration Sunday is a wonderful day. It's a day to celebrate. It's a day to look at the glory of God through Jesus. And it's a day that we can focus on so many things. But the way the lectionary is set up, I think we have to sort of go backwards in order to get to this moment. You know, there's so many things that we have skipped that probably will come up sometime during that really long season of Pentecost that we have coming up. But it'll, I think it's important that we look at it right now. If we go all the way back to the beginning of Luke chapter 9, we begin with Jesus, Luke's version of Jesus feeding the 5,000. They are gathered, and, and of course, there's nothing to feed them, and all they have, you know the story, right? Five loaves and two fish, and Jesus blesses it, and they pass it out, and all are fed, and they gather up 12 basketfuls. They gather up extra. There's food that is left over. Following that, Jesus and the disciples are walking, and Jesus says, Who do people say that I am? All right, so Jesus just fed the 5,000. Now he's asking the disciples, who do people say that I am? And you know what the answers were. Well, some say Elijah. Some say Moses. Some say John the Baptist or one of the other prophets. And Jesus asked that question, who do you say that I am? And Peter responds with, you know, that roughness of Peter and how Peter does things like that. And he says, you are the Messiah of God. And a little bit later, as we continue to work through Luke, Jesus sends the disciples out. He sends them out and he gives them authority. He gives them the authority to proclaim the good news, to cast out demons and heal the sick. And then Peter, James, John, and Jesus climb what we believe to be Mount Tabor. And the disciples, tired but trying to stay awake, see this transfiguration. That Jesus' face begins to shine and his clothes become dazzling white. And they look and they see Elijah and Moses. And again, Peter, being that brave one that burst out things without thinking, says, Lord, it is good that we're here. We should build three dwelling places. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And as he's speaking, the scriptures tell us what? The cloud came over and the voice of God. The voice of God speaks. This is my son, the chosen. Listen to him. 
It's a pretty direct command, isn't it? Listen to him. And when the cloud, the voice is done, the cloud is gone, Elijah and Moses are gone, and it's just a normal day. The three disciples and Jesus. Now, many of us maybe have had those mountaintop kind of experiences. Maybe you went on a on a mission trip, or maybe you went on a, an outing with somebody and you just felt the Spirit of God in your life and you felt really energized because you were doing great things or you were at a conference and you heard a, just a, a dynamite speaker and you, know, you just felt like you were just in, on fire, that God was there. Many of us have had those kind of experiences and we might even refer to those as our mountaintop experiences. But that's just what it is, an experience. Because what happens in the gospel? They don't stay on the mountain, do they? It would have been easy maybe for the disciples to have built three dwelling places, but they go down and the very first thing that they run into is a dad. Jesus. Please, I beg you, cure my one and only son, my only child. He's possessed by this demon. He convulses, he foams, he's, he's, you know, it's horrible. Do something, please. Oh, by the way, even your disciples, you know the ones who you gave authority to be able to cast out these things? They couldn't do it. Of course, Jesus is wondering how long he's going to have to put up with this perverse generation and, he bring, and they bring the child and the child is possessed and falls to the ground and he rebukes the unclean spirit and heals the boy and hands him back to his father. You know, it would be easy for us as the people of God to say, this is the place that we hear God's word. This is the place where we are fed and nourished at God's table, where we receive body and blood, bread and wine. This is where we have been made children of God in the waters of baptism. This is where we want to stay. It is our experience. It is who we are. But the transfiguration tells us that we have to not stay here, but we need to go out into God's world. As I stand here and I look at all of your faces, I see your faces dazzling white, shining with the glory of God. And as children of God who have been called and claimed by God, we are called to leave and go out into God's world to share the love of God through Jesus Christ, to proclaim the good news, and to heal those who need to be healed. Now, I've never officially, at least in my knowledge, officially have ever healed anyone. I just want to be clear about that. And quite honestly, I really don't know very many pastors or any pastors who have ever truly healed anyone. But I have been blessed and privileged to be with families and been able to share a, the word of God and to pray with them. And the Holy Spirit has come and guided them in many ways. And guess what? You don't have to have the fancy, funny, 
robe and the stole and the, and the funny looking shirt to do this. You, as children of God, as people of God, can listen to the, your friends and your neighbors, your family, the people who you know. You can pray with them and you can be instruments of the love of God in their lives right now. And that is exactly what we are called to do as children of God. As we have been claimed by Christ, as we have been fed at his table, as the transfiguration of Christ shines forth, but those light, we no longer look through a veil as they did with Moses, right? That veil is removed and we see the glory of God and we know the promise of God in our lives and we can go forth in the name of Christ. And so, it would be easy to stay here. I see a couple guys here that are pretty familiar with hammers and nails and, and, and lumber, and we could build three dwelling places. We could do that. That would be the safe, easy bet. But that's not what God has called us to do. God has sent us out into his world to make disciples, to live faithfully, to serve others so that all may come to know of his love. And so together I hope we as the body of Christ, people of God who have been on that mountaintop together, we will go out into his world to share his love so that all will come to know what we have first come to, what we first know the gift of Jesus, the gift of new life. Let the Spirit of God shine in your life as we go forth together. Amen.